Hey guys, welcome back to the second episode of the Talk With Me show. I am your host, Rishon Piggott, and I'm 11 years old and the author of The Spies Game. Welcome to the second episode of the show. Um, so by supporting this podcast, please download it and support me. Also, don't forget to share this with your friends share the link and it will support my podcast so so much so today as i mentioned in the first episode if you haven't watched that go and check it out right now um i have some questions that i got from my friends so i am so excited to answer these questions. So let's get right into it. So the first question I have comes from one of my friends called Malaya. Um, She actually has two questions. So um, her first question reads, how old and experienced do you need to be to start writing? Okay, reading that over. How old and experienced do you need to be to start writing? Okay, this one is actually a little bit of a challenge to me because like, the thing is that some people who's writing, it sounds you know, like you're an adult and your writing sounds, like it sounds the same way as your first book when you started writing and then you're now on your fifth book if you're writing a series or whatever you're doing. You know, like the experience for me, it depends. So your age, you can be very, very old and your writing sounds the same way as you started. So it's not really an age thing, but it's more of an experience thing. So if you are just using an example, like you're five years old and you're writing a book, like I don't think I was there. I was there, but like, like I was like, <laughs> when I was five, I was taking sheets and sheets and sheets of paper, making it into a book, gluing the pages together. And like, so most of the times those books are wasted. And like, I use one page I write something and then like I just abandon the book like now that I'm 11 of course you cannot do that like that that is like no you cannot do that especially the white the writing world right uh but like I am sure some of you if you're really passionate about writing like when you're like five you were doing the same thing as me you were like writing your little stories once upon a time, the prince gets the princess, the end, you know, whatever. And like, you really, you didn't really have the experience, but you did have experience, experience in your own way at that age, you know, because like, you don't expect to sound your writing superb at five years old, like, duh, you can't be like, like you writing like a five star rated author and you are five years old. No, that is not how it works, right? But the thing is, this question and my answer, this question 
the age doesn't have to do anything with your writing. And my answer is more about your experience. So if you are 40, let's say you're 40 years old and you're writing, if, and you're not experienced, right? You still wanna write, but like, you wouldn't be at the stage to actually start writing a book and like you think, you just know that you're not that experienced to actually start writing a book. So I hope that my answer was okay. I don't know. So the second question asks, how does your age affect your writing skills or abilities? Okay, this is a good question. I love it. So this one is similar to the first question, but it's more about your age and your skills and abilities, also known as your experience, right? Uh, so your age in this particular question actually has to do something with it, you know? Uh, your age, you could be like five years old and you said, you saying like you're typing on the computer. I wasn't even at that stage at five, but like, let's say some weird five-year-old is writing on a computer, writing this book diligently, right? I don't think any five-year-old does that. Like most five-year-olds at that age are yanking off a of Barbie's head and spitting on the doll. Anyway, but like <laughs> uh, at that age, you might, might, writing a book but you you're you're not that experienced let's say and your writing skills at that level your writing skills or abilities at that level you are you're at that age where your words are now developing you might not even know how to describe a character properly let's say like, because like, you might not even know how to describe your character properly. And you might not even be able to form sentences properly, have the proper syntax for the, um, for the book you're writing, you know? And I really, I really, really like this question actually, you know, because your age actually does have to do something with your writing skills or abilities. This is just my opinion. If you disagree with me, that's totally fine, but I think it does. Because like, I'm 11 and I'm writing, and you know, you can tell when an adult writes a book. You can tell because their words, they're exquisite and everything like, Way they make the sentences flow when everything you know it's an adult that wrote it but like when you listen to something or read something that a younger author in their 20s or even in their teenage years wrote you can tell that they're now starting and they have a little less experience so i wanna i just wanna um read something for you guys that i wrote when i was like at that age and you guys be the judge of if this sounds professional and you guys can answer the question, how does your age affect your writing skills or abilities in your opinion? So I'm gonna get that book.
So I got two here, actually. One is called the bad fox and the lamb. <laughs> okay. And another one is called the gentleman with enough to spare. Like, I know this is a podcast, but if you guys could see the illustration on this thing, it's actually nice for that age. Like, the writing, I think I tried too hard. Like, I tried too hard. Oh, and I have some cute little drawings in here. Okay, so it says, once, it starts like this. Once long ago, there was a gentleman who lived in a gentlemanly home. Okay, I don't think that's a word. Anyway, but like, who was singing? La, 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 la. Okay, it was disturbing to a selfish neighbor who was selfish indeed. Okay, we see there's a lot of repetitiveness, okay? And like, as a writer, you cannot have so much repetitiveness in the first uh, page, like, okay. <laughs> like, you are a gentleman twice in here, and you heard selfish twice in here. Okay, let's go on. So this gentleman had a great appetite. He had tea, biscuit, and hot dog and hot dog okay <clears throat> like i think that's supposed to be an a hot dog because this is also the time where like like when you're like that age like five you <laughs> you really really were having tr trouble with your grandma like honestly you could have trouble with your grandma okay so going on to the next page i had some drawings on the first and second page with the teacup uh, a biscuit and hot dog. That was really cute. I really attempted here. Okay, so then it goes, by the time he was finished, he was full. Is that a he? <laughs> like, it looks like a Lee. Anyway, so full, he sat, and like, the thing is, you don't have like commas and those things. Like, it's just like a one-on sentence, you know? Because like, I have this part, it says, by the time he was finished, he was full. He sat in his chair and started to think. There's supposed to be a comma um, before the word he, right? So that's the next thing. After all, the gentleman had enough and that enough was enough to spare. He was a good man, a good man of wealth. Good man, good man, okay. <laughs> also known as rich. Like the words, the like the words, I think I really tried. And oh, I had, I was showing off with a little word. It's called speciality. Oh, that's so cute. Because I actually remember that I had now learned the word speciality and I was like writing it everywhere. <laughs> okay. Um, but all that was his specialty, was his gentlemanly manners. Okay. Okay, uh -huh. like the next thing is that sometimes the, the sentences, they don't even make sense. Like, okay, <laughs> he even knew how to knew. I'm supposed to write K-N-E-W and I wrote N-E-W. Okay, then. <laughs> he even knew how to even hold the teacup properly. I spelled properly. P-R-O-P-A-L-Y. Yeah, that's how to spell properly. <laughs> oh, come on, everyone. What? Oh, okay, there's supposed to be a comma again. 
Oh, come on. Everyone knows how to hold a teacup. Unbelievable. Pinky extended, that's all. Okay, then. <laughs> oh my God. Creeps, said the gen. What is a gen? I think, okay. I think I'm, I was supposed to write gent, but gent, I don't think, is a word. But okay, then. We're just going to continue. I get them all the time. Get what all the time? Okay, this is confusing. This is really confusing. And we have a new character in here. And like this new character, I don't even know what to say. Okay, <laughs> that was totally confusing. I don't even know what that was. Oh my gosh. In my next book, I found a cute little picture of me when I was five. Aw, that's so cute. Anyway, the bad fox and the lamb. This one was actually, this book I, I made out of um, uh, sticky notes and staples. Aww. The bad fox and the lamb. One day, a harmless lamb was going to his grandma, whose name was Lambie. Lambie Aggress? What? Who was his grandma? What? <laughs> you just said that. He was going to his grandma. And then you said, whose name was Lambie Agress? Yeah, we get it. It's his grandma. You don't have to say who was his grandma. Okay, then. On his way, he saw a fox. Oh, no. <laughs> the fox saw him and the fox. Okay, the fox saw him and the fox. Okay. <laughs> I could have said, and he. And the fox said, you look. Good lamb. <laughs> like I, I'm presuming he's gonna eat him. The lamb scuttled to his grandmom's home. Oh no! Said the lamb a second time. Okay, the fox was still running. What? I don't understand this. This is confusing. Wow, I don't even have like quotation marks to say when somebody said something. And sometimes I don't even have like said the fox or whatever, or said the lamb or something. Okay then. And this is actually one of the few books that I actually finished writing. <laughs> okay. So after we had that little fun there, guys, I hope you just enjoyed that little segment. Um, can we answer this question? How does your age affect your writing skills or abilities? And the answer is your age can, because at that age, when I was five, I was still developing and budding as a writer. But now that you're older and you know more about writing, you can be better and better. Okay, so that now we have three questions for one of my good friends, Anaya. So her first question is, what do you enjoy the most about writing? Okay. I don't know if this counts, but what I enjoy the most about writing is probably like reading over the things that I wrote, um, cringing at them, <laughs> cringing at a, word, a weirdly written sentence, and 
just laughing in general, not laughing at my work, but just like laughing and having fun reading what I wrote. So that will be my favorite thing about writing. It'll also probably be to try out new words and new descriptions that I learned. So yeah, I think that's, those things are my favorite things. So like, I don't think that was one thing. <laughs> So the second question is, what kind of genres are you interested in writing about? I think I actually told you guys that in the first episode of the podcast. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, I'm actually interested in fantasy and action, which are my favorite genres to write about. Like, the thing is, I think that my favorite genres are actually, I could add in a new one. Uh fantasy action uh sometimes horror sometimes and mystery because we all like to curl up with a good nancy drew book and go to bed like sometimes it's so creepy that like they that you gotta be like oh my god and like you need to read something that is more calming before you go to bed because sometimes the nancy drew is like hype hype so hype that like your heart starts beating so fast like if you're actually in the situation and i actually like that about carolyn king's stories you know so uh yeah i just answered that second question the third question is do you think that your writing may be an inspiration to others uh yeah i really hope it can be because i'm working on a new project I don't want to tell you guys just yet I am I I think that because I want to help SEO writers uh future SEA writers with something again I'm not telling you uh so that they can write and I also want to put up my first cop put up like an electronic copy Okay, let me just tell you, up on the website, yes, the website, up on the website so that these, these um, SCA writers can actually read it and get some description and love from it, you know? And like the thing is about this question that you asked Anaya, I, I really do want my writing to be an inspiration to others. I want young writers like myself to be so inspired that like I my my dream is to actually be a five star rated author on Amazon and to be I have a dream because I you know once the aug July August vacation is ended I have to go back to to work go back to school and everything. And like, I cannot be a full-time author. So my plan basically is to write every time I get a break, which will probably be July, August vacations. And I'm totally okay with that. And I really think that my writing, I really want it to be an inspiration to others, to for others to be like, I wanna be just like her when I grow up, you know? I don't want it to say like when I grow up because you can be anything from now. You know, you like think about it. 
they're actresses who have been actresses since they were like five, four years old, you know? You don't have to wait until you grow up to be an actress or a singer or a dancer or anything. Like, just look at AGT. They're young six-year-old and five-year-old dancers who go AGT on AGT and dance and sing and everything like that, you know? So I really hope that my writing can become an inspiration to others. And I, I really want it to be like that so that people can get a lot from my writing and to feel the love that I give when I produce my work. Um, so yeah, that's the question answered there. So guys, that was, that is all of the questions that I got for today's episode. So now I want to give you guys some advice. So let's get started. Okay, so I, there's this question that I have to ask you guys. You guys ready? So I'll take that answer as a yes, you guys are ready. So this question I have to ask, if you are actually writing a book or a story or anything, how is your experience? So because this is the podcast and the site you're presently on is anchor.fm, what you guys can do is message me using an audio message and tell me how your personal experience is writing. I look forward to hearing from you. So now I have from considering the first episode of the show, I want to ask a question. Do you need internal conflict in your story? And I will answer. Yes, you need internal conflict in your story. So the thing is, your characters cannot be sucking up everything that happens in the story. They need to be a part of the story and they need to have feelings about what is going on, also known as internal conflict. You need internal conflicts so that it develops your character mentally and maybe even physically. So um, the thing, basically, you need internal conflict in your story. And if you don't have internal conflict in your story, guess what? Your story would be a failed, a fail, a complete fail. There was the other day that I had watched, well, like, I didn't, it was, like, so boring. I didn't. It was like so boring. I didn't watch the whole thing. It was this movie about COVID-19 and it was called COVID-25. But the thing is, it looked like a low money film. They didn't have enough money to make the film 
look engaging and interesting because like we didn't care anything about the characters no matter how funny it was because it was a little bit funny no matter how funny it was the action that was going on we failed to care about the characters why so the question is why do we need to care about these characters during COVID-25 and you 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 want to know why don't you care well the thing is we don't get internal conflict of the characters we don't get internal conflict in the story and you need internal conflict in your story so that we know what happens in the character's mind and what they are thinking about the situation that they're in. Because basically in that particular movie, they was they were just throwing all the information at you with the character's dialogue. And there was one theme in it, in the movie the whole time that in COVID-25, things are very different from our modern world. It was still a modern world. Not, it wasn't like aliens and all of those things, but it was like very, very, very different. The world was at war in that movie. But the thing was, everything was going so slowly and we didn't get the character's internal conflict. And it was just confusing on a general. So you see how important internal conflict is. I do not even recommend to go and watch that movie because I'm telling you, it was so, so boring. Anyway, I'm not bad to any, not, I'm not saying anything bad to the movie, but like you need internal conflict to make your story matter and sound amazing. So the next thing, next question I'm sure you might ask is, is it possible to not have an antagonistic force in your story? Like, uh, let's say this guy called Barney the Bully is pretty mean to your character. That would be an antagonistic force. But what if you don't have an antagonistic force? Well, your story will just be nothing, basically. You won't have any problem to solve in your story. So an antagonistic force, what is it? It could be something in your way, like a person, or it could be action or drama that is in your way. An antagonistic force doesn't always have to be a person that is creating it. But most stories out there have an antagonistic force which is a person. So basically the answer to this question is, you do need an antagonistic force in your story. So this question I'm sure is very similar to, to a question that I had read and answered before. Can your age in the writing community keep you back? It can, but not in a bad way. People can love your work because it is very different and it sounds different from all the other things we've heard out there. 
and your your style of writing may be different from what we've heard before and how you structure your sentences and describe your characters may be very different so it can help you in the writing community but your age especially if if you think that you're too young and you can't accomplish anything in the writing community then uh, let's just say you won't if you have that attitude because you need to believe in yourself that you can accomplish something in the writing community you need to believe in yourself this this writing community thing is all about believing in yourself basically you need to believe in yourself that you can do it especially if you are a young author and if you're not a young author still believe in yourself that you can do it in the writing community push push yourself to get that five star rating so the next thing i wanted to uh i want to talk about is basically editors do you need one or can you just do it yourself so basically this question is based on what you want to do do you want to go through the self-publishing route or do you want to actually publish it and go through uh, actual publishing you know do you actually want to self-publish or do you want someone else to publish it for you so if you actually get an editor that can go down the publishing route and if you still get an editor and you're in the self-publishing route then that's okay but if you're in the self-publishing route the common thing to do is edit by yourself so i was saying you could just edit by yourself if you want to do that as a self to self-publish and basically i my personal preference is to actually self-publish i don't want to edit by myself because i believe that if i've written myself it'll take me like twice as long to edit and there are a lot of editors out there that actually i'm saying this that pay that were like we're gonna pay like I'm just using a random figure, like a hundred each day. I don't know, like whatever, a hundred each day or each page or whatever you want. Like, and there's some people who are like really expensive, like a thousand US when it comes up to your whole entire book. Like not your whole entire book, but like, like a chapter is a thousand US. And especially if you have like 48 chapters, like just imagine 48 times a thousand US. And especially if you're living in a different country, stock exchange can be different. I mean, like the value of a thousand there might be the value of 7,000 in your country, which is the case here in Trinidad and Tobago. Like, just imagine that, like you have 48,000 US to pay, <laughs> but you gotta remember that you gotta <laughs> still multiply that by seven. So you end up paying like a lot of money. So I actually want to go down the self-publishing route so that you could just self-publish your book and you don't have to pay somebody to publish your book for you when you could easily do it yourself, you know? But it's more of your case, what do you want to do? Do you want to pay the money 
to actually get somebody to publish your baby or do you want to publish your own baby and by baby i mean your book we all could have understood that but anyway like do you want to publish the book by yourself or do you want to get somebody to do it so i like my personal preference would be to self-publish because I just think it's easier and quicker and faster because like just imagine you writing a book on your July August vacation and you want to get your book published by the end of August and you want 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 to get the book published by the time August ends like I don't know if this is possible, but like sometimes if you like want to publish using somebody like to publish it for you, I think it might take a little while, you know, for them to see your email or whatever, or however you're communicating to them, and then the process that they go through. I don't know if publishing is a long process. I think it is, but I don't think it is in a way too. So yeah, it's just basically on your personal preference, whatever you want to do. But I actually recommend self-publishing. Okay, so now I actually want to talk about Wait, I forgot what I was going to say. Okay, <laughs> I actually wanted to talk about um, how I blended two ideas into one. Okay, so you guys remember in the first episode, still, if you haven't watched that first episode, go and watch it now because you wouldn't understand what I'm saying in the second episode if you don't. Anyway, so I was saying in the first episode that I, um, I, this is not my first time actually writing, like starting to write, because I had, I had this book called Diana Princess of Kansas, and I also had uh, this other book called the Mystery of the Witch's Alarm Clock, and I, I actually want to go back to that, because I wasn't ready to actually go on to chapter five and six like I had actually written it but the thing was that like I accidentally deleted it from my flash drive and then the only copy I could get was the formatted copies thank god I actually formatted the book before time because if I didn't, and I actually didn't format chapter five and six, so I only had chapter one to four, but like, anyway, uh, so I was saying that when I had Diana, Princess of Kansas, it's basically about Diana, who's a normal random girl, and she finds out that she is, um, Dorothy Gale from The Wizard of Oz, Oz's daughter, yeah, she's Dorothy Gale's daughter. So basically, after she finds that, she actually finds out that her friend, Queenie, is the Queen of Hearts' daughter. So um, because the Queen of Hearts' daughter, she has this um, magical ring or whatever. She couldn't actually teleport to that 
land with all the fairy tale characters, daughters and sons live. Yeah, so, and then they teleported to the school and blah, 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 blah. And later on in the book, she found out she was a princess of Kansas and all of that, right? So basically, um, I wanted to tell you that you can, I'm reminding you that you can mix ideas together. Mix ideas that you have in your knowledge, mix ideas from previous works that you've done, mix ideas from anywhere, not from a previous book because you can actually get into a lot of money if you make something very, very similar. Like, especially if you like actually literally flat out copy the idea, you can get yourself into a lot of money and court issues. And nobody here wants to get into that issue just for writing a book, just trying to be good and giving the world a book you get yourself into a court case and you're like only 15 or 11 years old and your parents have to go up and stand up for court for you anyway. Anyway, but like the problem is, um, what I'm saying is please do not copy other people's work. It is not right. You can get ideas from it, but certainly do not copy the person's work. Uh, so I also want to say, going back to the same thing where I said with the court case and whatever, uh, um, my book, which was originally called H.E.H., which is Happy Endings High, which is the school they, uh, Diana Princess Diana actually ends up going to in that magical land, um, it's solely, it's loosely based off of Ever After High. Very, very loosely based off of Ever After High. Because I still have the idea of it's like a daughter thing, daughter-son thing, like a fairy tale characters, but I did not copy the name or anything. And I didn't even have that it was totally different from the idea. That's the point. It was different from the idea. So anyway, but like the idea how I was able to mix two ideas together to get a story, um, the Spies game, I'm saying, I actually think that it was... I thought that it was a good idea. I was saying to myself originally that I'm like, I am not going to have any Diane Princess of Kansas stuff in here. But it just naturally got in there. I didn't even recognize that I had put it. But when, when I read it over, I was like, wait, I put this? You know, like, I didn't even remember that I had put a little bit of Diana Princess of Kansas in there. I... <laughs> I was just like, what? I don't even remember putting this in here. Uh, but like I'm saying, to use ideas from things you've seen, heard, or even heard, or seen yourself, like witnessed, to create something beautiful. So creating something beautiful is all what it's about. You gotta write your heart out and just 
be beautiful and inspiring to all the people out there. And you might even be an inspiration to somebody someday because of your beautiful work and what you have done for the writing community and all readers around the world. So we have come to the end of today's second episode of the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed and don't forget to download this podcast. I'm so sorry for in the last episode that I mentioned leave a like because like my original idea for this podcast was for it to be on YouTube but I guess yeah because I said leave a like (laughs) then you guys were probably so confused because it's a podcast we can't leave a like but what you guys can do by supporting the podcast you guys could just say hi anytime using the message feature here on Anchor uh, so that you guys could leave me a message. Just say hi if you want to. Just You can support it by doing that, and you can also support it by downloading this second episode and sharing it with your friends. I hope you guys enjoyed the second episode of the Talk With Me show, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye!